0: Ah, uh, this past week, uh, I watched too much m- m- news, I guess. I don't know if we're going that. I think we need to keep up with what's going on. And uh, a-, a long time ago, I noticed that every time Billy Graham would start to preach, uh, as far as I know, every time, uh, when he particularly his whole cru- uh, crusade, he'd hold up a newspaper. And read uh, some of the headlines of that day, and he would show how uh, what God's Word says about every situation. And you see, God's Word is relevant. But I saw something on the news this past week that really convicted me, and I don't know that I could do it. You say, Well, why would you preach something you can't do? I don't know. If you saw, and I say, big percentage of you probably have. There was a a lady cop in Texas who went into the wrong room, uh, she thought was her apartment, and shot and killed uh, this black man. And so they had her trial this past week, Wednesday, a week ago, and she was sentenced to 10 years. And uh, they put, His uh, the 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 deceased man. They uh, allowed his brother, 18 years old, to get on the witness stand uh, to speak, and it tore me up. And I think we have. Can we show that? I think it's about three minutes. I want you to see this. Yes. That's not it. What I, what I, the, anyway, go ahead, All quit. What, But before that, he was, they asked him to speak. And what he said was, he said, it's been a year since this has happened. He said, during that time, as a Christian, um, I wanted to tell you that I forgive you. I not only forgive you, but I want the best for you. I don't even want you to go to jail. Said what you need is to turn your life over to Christ. And then he asked the judge, may I give her a hug? And the judge was silent for a little while and then said, uh, okay. And uh, he got up 18 years old and went uh, and hugged her as you saw right there. And you could hear her audibly Weeping out loud and uh, It didn't end there after it was over with the the judge uh, Was drying tears from her eyes and the judge came down and gave uh, Her name was William gave her her own personal Bible That was one of the most amazing things uh, To hear somebody on the stand like that to say that and here's there is organization called, uh, uh, was People, freedom, freedom from Religion. Freedom from Religion. That are raising a major stink and bringing charges against that judge because she came down and handed her her own personal Bible. And yet this 18 year old, to do, do what he was able to do, the reason why, I, I don't know that I could do that. I really, I would want to do that as a Christian i would want to do that i just don't know if i could i mean and here's the thing his older brother uh, both was his name both gene he ministered in his church he sang he was a godly christian man go back if you get a chance go back and look with well, we're, we're different uh, uh interviews and such about that man's life he was a godly christian man and his, his uh, younger brother, Brandt said, I know this is what my brother would want me to do. You know, none of us know what we're going to do until we're put into a particular situation. I know I'm saved. I know that the Holy Spirit indwells me. But I also have a carnal nature. Uh, and my carnal nature still Needs a lot of work, it still needs to decrease as Jesus increases. And uh, if somebody had killed a family member just stupidly, I know what I would think, I know what would be in my mind. However, I want to share something with you. I've shared many times over the years, but it's it's a book that had a tremendous impact on my life. In fact, if the Lord had to put this book, and particularly the section I was reading, I don't know that I'd be a minister today. But uh, it was about Corey Ten Boom. I know it's a strange name, but uh, it's Germanic. The book's called The Hiding Place. I wish every Christian could read it. And uh, when she was a young girl, she her family's very Christian, grew up on reading the Bible, studying as a family. And her dad was a clockmaker. And as a young girl, Corey came and asked her dad, said, uh, said, Papa, said I've been reading about all these great Christians who died and would not renounce Jesus. And she said, I don't know that I could do that. And he said to Corey, "Corey, when you go to visit your grandmother up north, when do I give you the money for the trip? And she said at the train station right before I get on the train, he said, that's the way it is with God's grace. He doesn't give it to you now because it'd be wasted on you. He gives it to you the moment that you need it. And I can only think that hopefully because John 14 tells us that the Holy Spirit will bring to our remembrance everything that Jesus has taught us. And I know in my own life There have been so many situations that I'd want to react in the flesh and the Lord just convict me with a Scripture that tells me why I should not act the way I wanted to act. I don't know if it's an age thing or what, but I know that the older I get, the more I'm convicted over the stupid things I have said and done in the past. Can anybody relate to that? Three of us. Okay, the rest of you will pray for your souls. (laughs) No, I, I, I just sometimes I think of what I have said or what I've done I thought what in the world was I thinking and fortunately God's forgiveness and this this past week with that young man 18 years old who was able to do that looking I know that's a long intro but if you would look in your Bibles to Luke chapter 23 verses 33 and 34. Luke chapter 23, verses 33 and 34. And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him, and the malefactors of the criminals, one on the right hand, and the other on the left. Take a particular note of verse 34. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do, and they parted His garment and cast lots. Let's have a word for our Father, You are the potter, we are the clay. Mold us and shape us and fashion us to be vessels pleasing Your Son. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When I read what God's Word says and how it is so drastically different than our carnal nature, When I see the poison that the unsaved pours out, just like because that judge handed a Bible, gave her a Bible, they want to have her uh, debarred as a judge. It's just like, why why are you so angry over that? If you don't want a Bible, don't take it. But But why are you trying to remove somebody's First Amendment right? You see, we Christians inside of the world are a peculiar people, which we're supposed to be. Literally, the people in the world think we're just crazy because we're against abortion. They think we're crazy because we're against same-sex relationships. They think we're crazy because we're uh, against a government that controls everything about everybody. Socialistic government. They don't understand, as John made Jesus said, I've come to set you free, that you are free indeed. God's Word gives us an outline of how we should conduct ourselves. And these things are written that you might have life and having life and having it more abundantly the things that's written in, in the Word of God. But the older I get, the more I realize how so much of my life needs to come in alignment. With Jesus Christ. When I saw this 18 year old young guy, I thought, Man, I hope I could do that. Right now I don't think I could. I don't think I could. I again it goes back to Corey Ten Boom. Maybe at that moment God would give me the grace to be able to do that when I was supposed to do it. But I had a feeling I would mess up my witness. I have a feeling I I would mess up, even as a pastor of a church, because I have come so close in the past of messing up my witness because of anger or whatever. But praise God, He intervened before I got real stupid. Look, if you will, over here to Acts chapter 7, verse 60. Acts chapter 7, Matthew. Keep an eye on the clock for me, Yes, Father. Acts chapter 7. That was, I, I should have been more specific. That is what I wanted to show yeah. that I wanted to get his testimony. Yeah, I didn't know. Sorry. Yeah, that's my fault. I shouldn't have thrown that on you at the last minute. Yeah. But uh, you get a chance to go back and watch that. It just, it brought me to tears. Everybody in that courtroom was died in tears. I'll see if I can find it for a second, sir. Okay, appreciate it. Stephen, because he loved the Lord, it was preaching and teaching. And Paul, the Apostle Paul, well, he wasn't Apostle Paul, then he was Saul. They touched Stephen out of town and uh, wanted to kill him because he loved Jesus. He taught the teachings of Jesus. He taught that Jesus was the way to eternal life. And I want you to look here. Let's jump in about verse 58. instead of 60. And cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Look at verse 60. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. When he had said this, he fell asleep. Here was a godly disciple of Jesus They were in the process of stoning Him to death. For what crime? He talked about the love of Jesus Christ. And as He was dying, He prayed, Lord, lay not this to their charge. Emulating His Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, when when Jesus prayed to the Father, forgive them, because they know not what they do. We're told that when Simon Peter was crucified, that... They had him in prison said so we're going to, you talk so much about your Savior Jesus. We're going to crucify you just like we or just like Jesus was crucified. And he said, No, please don't, for I'm not worthy to be crucified like Jesus. Crucify me upside down. And they took Simon Peter and nailed him upside down. And Peter prayed, Forgive them. Polycarp, a mighty early church father. Wonderful, wonderful man of God. They took him into the Colosseum in Rome. And they said, if you will now denounce Jesus Christ, we will let you go free. And he said, 80 years I have loved my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I can't deny it now. And they said, release the line. And as the lions come bounding across the floor of the Colosseum, he lifted his hands and started singing praises to God. So many times I have uh, got into flesh. Usually when it has to do with, with somebody doing something to one of my kids or wife or whatever. Uh... And I lose it. But again, God's always intervened and uh, kept me from doing what my carnal nature was leading me to do. But I don't want to be like my carnal nature. I want to be like Jesus. And then ladies, you might not be able to relate to this, but we men have this thing that if we back down, we don't want people to think we're a coward. And sometimes it's just pure old pride that makes us step in and do stupid stuff. But you've got to remember that pride is a stench in the nostrils of God. In fact, His Word tells us that God resists the pride but draws nigh to the humble. When we become children of God, when we are adopted, we have the indwelling Holy Spirit. And having the indwelling Holy Spirit, in fact, God's Word says, they will know you by your fruit. They will know you by your love. And in Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 4, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. And then the last part of that says, it says, against such there is no law. This gives me hope. That last part, against such there is no law, what God's word is saying there tells us, here's what the fruit of the Spirit, here's the proof that you're a Christian. And that last part against such is of law means, not just because it's written down, can we follow it? In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, God's word says, the love of God constrains me. Praise God for that. The love of God constrains me. So my prayer is, God forbid I ever have to be in this situation. That that Brand Jean, 18 years old, brother, a godly minister, loved the Lord, was eating vanilla ice cream, watching a game. She opened the door, thought an intruder was in her apartment. Her apartment was one floor down. And she shot and killed him, thinking he was an intruder. The family, of course, obviously was devastated. But to have his little brother to look at her and said, I forgive you. And for you to have a good life, you need to turn your your life over to Christ. And then to say to the judge, may I give her a hug? And they interviewed him later and said, why did you do that? He said, because it would be easy to say, I forgive you. But the very act of going over and hugging her showed that I really did forgive her. And he said, I know to have freedom in my life, I had to forgive. You know why? Look at Luke chapter 6, if you would please. I know we wrote Luke a little while ago, but look over at Luke chapter 6, starting with verse 27. (coughs) Luke chapter 6, starting with verse 27. But I say unto you which hear, Love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. Bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you. And unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that asketh ask of, the, of him that taketh away thy goods. Ask them not again, and as you would that men should do to you do ye also to him. For if you love them which love you, what thank of you? For sinners also love those that love them. And if you do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. And if you lend to them whom you hope to receive, what thank of you? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies. Do good and lend, hoping for nothing again and your reward shall be great, and you shall be the children of the highest for his kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. That just blows me away. That's totally contrary to all, all our, na- our natures. Totally contrary. And you may be sitting here saying, well, why would you what's the big deal about you wanting to be like that? It's not something that's written down just because God's Word says, Here's what I want you to do. It's, it's more than that. It's because if you know Jesus, Lord and Savior, and you have the Holy Spirit in you, you have a love relationship with Jesus that should be so strong that you want to be like him you want to do what he wants you to do you want to be what he wants you to be and you know because his words are true that it will be for the best but there's that carnal nature that constantly fights does that mean that we're supposed to be a a welcome man and let everybody walk over us no there's there's times to stand up there's there's times to be heard and be known. God's Word gives us account. It's just like when they had uh, were selling defective sacrifices in the temple. Jesus came in and overturned the tables and took a cat of nine tails and chased them out of there. He said, my Father's house is supposed to be a, fa- a house of prayer, and you have made a den of thieves. There's a time for everything. Like Dan and them sang that, that song. For, was it written by the Yardbirds? Of course, it's first in the book of Ecclesiastes. There's a time to love. There's a time to die. There's a time to fight. There's a time for peace. There's a time for everything. The bottom line is, uh, no matter what society thinks, no matter what carnality, I know speaking for myself and myself only, I really want to be like Jesus. Irrespective of what anybody else thinks, even if somebody thinks, well, he must be a coward. That's sort of like the fellow who, truck driver, who went in to eat lunch at a diner. And all these bikers were in there. And he was eating his hamburger and making fun of him. And he left the diner, and, and somebody said, he wasn't much of a man, was he? Somebody said, no, and he wasn't much of a truck driver. He ran over every one of those motorcycles. <laughs> 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 uh, that's why I said I watched this this past week, and I had tears because I thought, I want to be like that. I want to be like that. I don't know that I could. Except because I know the Holy Spirit is within me, that at that moment, that God's grace would well up and give me the ability to do that. You see, when God's Word says to love your enemies, it's not based on emotion. You see, they wouldn't if they were your enemies, you're going to have hard feeling against them, right? They're your enemies. So the Lord tells us to forgive them over and above what our feelings are. That's why they are our enemies. I don't know about you, but in my life I've had some people that have really done me wrong. I'll just be flat out. Stuck a knife in my back so deep for no reason. People I've tried to help and what have you. And my first inclination is, and I know the words come out of my mouth, uh, I had a restraining order type take that on I me. Mean, <laughs> my ex-son-in-law, my daughter didn't have any idea. He came home for lunch one day, had a couple deputies with him. My daughter said, what are you doing? He said, uh, I'm leaving and I brought them that there won't be no trouble. We were having a car and box show at the fairgrounds. She called me. I couldn't, she's almost hysterical. I said, what's wrong? And she told me. I knew where he was going. I knew where his mama was. So I beat him over there. And he pulled up and had the window down and he looked at me and he started grinning. That was the worst thing that boy could have ever done. So I went in to the driver's window. And he went out the passenger door. He's quick, I'll give you that. He's quick. So he got Park you know, however that works. Uh, my grandson, just little baby. But well, he's originally from uh, uh, Houston, Texas. And he was supposed to allow my grandson to talk to my daughter like every two or three days after work. She hadn't heard from him. Don't know when. Grandpa, Daddy got on the motorcycle, rode to Houston. I had an address, and I knocked on the door, and I told him no certain words, called my daughter, and let my grandson talk to her. I'll be here till I hear different. Well, they took out a restraining order. It cost me two <laughs> thousand dollars. Restraining just one more you, It's expensive. And here was my response. You don't have to worry about me touching him as long as he don't get within arm's length. If he ever gets within arm's length of me, I will tear his head off. But I don't want to be like that. I want to be like that young man that this woman killed his brother instantly. I want to be able to walk by the different people that i I know Cecil called me one day and somebody stuck a knife in my back. He said, they want to go to the prison ministry. What, do you have trouble with that? Remember that? I said, you just tell them this. Go up there. But don't get with arm's length on me. Remember me Tim? Did You tell them don't get with arm's length. That ain't right. You see, I may be a pastor and I've studied the Bible most of my life. But it's deeper than theological knowledge and academic. It's when you love Jesus, if you really love Jesus, you want to be like Him. Not because you're told to do it. That's just like my wife. Uh, I'll do things for her and not because she would ever tell me to do it in fact the worst thing she did is tell me to do something'll yep, got stuck five in. minutes ah got five minutes got five minutes I hope it's the rapture. All right <laughs> I do out of love. we do a lot of things out of love well Jesus Christ is just not a bunch of rules to follow because he said to but if you really love Jesus, you want to do and be what Jesus wants you to do and be. You want to. Now I know most of us, maybe there's some, but God's Word says if you have power over the tongue, you can handle anything. And maybe some of you have never said something out of the way, never said a word out of anger. Uh, in fact, I want to put Randy and Wendy on the spot. We down there at the campground. Uh, we were sitting around a fire. Something come up. Uh, Lynn and I have been married 48 years this march and i was talking about and how we fuss about this that, and the other and they said gosh how could somebody correct me if i'm wrong how could somebody who's been married uh 50 years still have anything to fuss about <laughs> jerry <laughs> somebody been married long you don't have to ask <laughs> you can always find something to fuss about and in anger People say things they don't mean. They really don't mean. That's like one of the blessings we have now in our marriage is when she gets mad, she'll be grumbling something. She's walking off, and the older I get, I can't hear. I'm serious. The other day, she we were fussing about something or other, and she was saying something. I said, "What'd you say?" She just kept saying, "I never did hear I said, "Same to you. I don't even know what you said." She might have said, I hope the Lord blesses you above everything you can hope for. You too? <laughs> I don't think so, but nevertheless, you know, that's just life. That's life. But I'm talking particularly in the things of loving your enemies. That just amazes me. Doing good to those who despitefully use you. God's Word says in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of against you uh, falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. God's word says when they do that to you, your enemies and such, be glad. You see, it's, it's totally different than our carnal way of thinking. I don't want my carnal way of thinking. It stinks. I want to have the mind of Christ. Amen? amen, amen. Let's stand for please. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come into Your presence. Thank You for Your love, the love of God that shed blow in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Father, forgive all of us. Deliver us from that carnal nature. And as Your Word says in Galatians, let us walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh, by faith and not by sight. Father, I pray if anyone here doesn't know You as the Lord and Savior of their life, that they'll pray this prayer We're about to pray. Dear Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and save me. I receive You as my Lord, my God, and my personal Savior. Holy Spirit, please fill me to overflow. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray.